That music. <laughs> We're back. Hooray! Matthew series two. I've been tingling. tingling. I've had that buzz thrill of excitement. We're Absol- back. And that's not just a bottle of gin talking. No. 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 Well, yes, we are back. It's official series two of Mysterious Mysteries. What an occasion. It has. It's been a long wait. But and, I, and Mick, we lived up to our promise, didn't we? We said a spring, a spring release, release, and here we are. Does, does May count? I think May counts as spring. And I'm boiling, it's boiling outside. <laughs> Developing quite a sweat over I've there. I sweat, I shall be a puddle by the end of <laughs> this. You'll have to lick me up, quick. <laughs> well, I see things haven't changed around here then. <laughs> I shall need my brow mopping, I think. Well, I'm surprised you've actually decided to uh, sign up for another another series of this. Well, I'm going to keep You, you seem to be like... We don't a damaged, want... broken man by the end of last year. Yeah, don't remind me. I don't want to bring it up too much, but we're... I, I did actually to mark the occasion because it is. I brought a little present. Oh yes, what Should is I just it? Get it. Oh my! Because you know how. Oh uh, yes, as is tradition it now. It is traditional. Matthew has brought. Would you like to tell the audience? Well, it's it's a small bottle of prosecco. It's small. Listeners. It's not that small. Well, we can we can have a go at it. Right, I'm going to open it now. Are you open us. it now. It is it is traditional. It is, and don't mess this up because it'll be recorded it'll be for all, posterity. It'll be all over the microphone. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Hooray! Hooray! To series two. I splattered myself. Right. <laughs> Not the first time. Well, just to, <laughs> I'm happy didn't enjoy that. Just in case you're new to Mysterious Mysteries, we should briefly tell you how this all works. Basically, every week I've written a, a play in the style of the old school kind of murder mystery dramas you used to get on the wireless. Are you having a glass, mate? Of course. Okay, oh, there we go. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, so I write one of these plays every week, and Matthew comes along to record it with me. And um, he has... Comes he, along, dragged, dragged along. Dra- dragged by dragged his hair. Along, yeah. <laughs> Tufts left on the carpet. <laughs> dragged into this, I feel. But haven't we had some great moments? I'm not going to confess to that, mate. There have been some absolutely outrageous things that you've said. Well, it's funny you should say that. because disdaining my character each week. I did want to say that I feel like last series, things got a bit silly. They got out of hand. They, got, they got out of hand. They did. So I've, I think we're going to have a change of tact this series. It's, this is oh. going to be a very serious affair. Oh, go on. Gone, gone is the toilet humour. Oh, yes. Gone are the cheap innuendo now this is just going to be strongly worded hard hitting oh philosophy and philosophy and philosophy all of the above social commentary exactly so this 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 will be something new so mick i do not know the uh he says uh, legs uh uh, wrapped over each other (laughs) prosecco leaning on lee yes i don't know the um the name the title of of this episode which has listened the punchline is i have never seen no. any of this before never i never see the scripts before he goes in blind as he I likes am to say blind i am dragged into these scripts well, and i have to do these at, uh, <laughs> would you like the veil but i to am be slightly concerned nick because i've looked at your little keyboard over Uh-oh. there and you've put all the sounds coming up <laughs> And one of them I was rather taken by, the rather simple uh, sobriquet fart on one of them. 
that, yeah. that would seem to suggest I wasn't entirely honest just now saying that oh. we're going to change the time. Anyway, let me pull the veil from, your, from before your eyes. Let you leave Plato's cave, if you will. And let me show you this week's script. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here it is. Oh. Oh, here we go. Oh. Would you like to read the title out for the listener? Oh, so he's handed me a, a script, a rather, no, mid-sized script. Mid-sized, yeah. mid-sized. The Murders at Number 10 mm. by Mick. Any thoughts? <laughs> Any initial? Well, I'm thinking Number 10. Yeah. Are we thinking Number 10 Downing Street? Mm, maybe not, we I'm are. not thinking it's Mrs. Miggins at Number no, 10. I no, can't no, imagine she'd be particularly entertaining. That, that's, that's next week. Depending on her social <laughs> habits. However, Number 10, I'm thinking, oh, is there going to be a political element? Well, I'm thinking, are we going to have some commentary on our modern times? Absolutely. The, well, political re- the recent political controversies. Indeed. The political you know what I'm going to say, Matthew? Yeah. There's only one way to find out. (laughs) Shall we get into it? Are we cracking on? Let's crack on. Right. First episode of series two. Today's episode is called The Murders at Number 10. I see we've picked up where we left off. I'm just going to ignore that. Right. Am I... And with that, we conclude the 87th annual Great Offices of State Curry House Challenge. My my warmest congratulations to our victor, Deputy Prime Minister, the Right Honourable Dixon Cox. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Prime Minister. What an honour this is. I must say it was a privilege to simply compete with such an esteemed group. I could never have imagined that I would emerge as the winner. Indeed. The Baron, our Chancellor of the Exchequer, has taken the title five years running, and it were a brave man who bet against him repeating that feat on this occasion. Have you lost your appetite in your later years, Baron Balls? Not at all, Prime Minister. Just saving a little room for dessert. (laughs) There's no shame in that, old boy. In fact, the shame lies with our Home Secretary. What happened, Herbert? You took to your madras like it were prepared by the Leader of the Opposition. Oh, blimey. I don't (laughs) earn and eave it. Just not me best form today with the old Ruby Murray, I guess, Prime Minister. (laughs) It would seem not. Well, no need to cry over spilt coconut milk. There is always next year, after all. And speaking of next year, I could not help but be impressed with the performance of our debutante, Lady Gardner. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. I'm thinking a hanging basket. Of course. We just get through it, listener. Tell us, Foreign Secretary, might you have one eye on next year's trophy? One would not deign to presume, Prime Minister. Well, I certainly look forward to finding out. In the meantime, let us toast this year's winner to the Deputy Prime Minister. To the Deputy PM. To the Deputy PM. He's got me on my team. <laughs> to the Deputy Prime Minister. And so the cabinet rooms of 10 Downing Street... That's oh, so I was right, of yes. course. Yes, of course. <laughs> what do you think? We just had the Home Secretary, the Foreign Secretary. Mi- prime, are, you, are you only just clicked now that it <laughs> well, was made explicit? Well, now you've said it, but... <laughs> yeah. 
first mystery crack. Absolutely. We might as well just wrap things up now. Yeah, I think I'll get home. <laughs> and so the cabinet rooms of 10 Downing Street resonated with the clinking and coughing of our five champagne flutes. But those beverages were destined to be our final ounces of merriment before proceedings took a much darker turn. <laughs> Thus, with the Dom Perignon finished, the deputy PM retired to the lavatories, no doubt heavily burdened by his hefty intake of meat and spices. Nick, you've, you've mentioned it, Dom. Just out of it, interest, which vintage were you thinking of the time? Was it the 91? Uh, that was, was a good it, year. It was. Yes. Fine vintage. Don't, 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 listen. I'd say that that year, was a, it was a rather shy wine you're, you're that try- year. Was, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> you're trying to make me look uncultured. Yeah, you Why see, don't you we've tell got me him. a little bit more? What was it about the 91 vintage that made it so good? It was a very shy wine as I said <laughs> that year Mick you see and I'll let you choose the wines in the future well, I, I, I I'll, really, leave it, I'll leave that on your door we, we might be getting um, what was his name uh, we've got him listeners uh, Phil, see how no, he stutters we've got him I, I, we've got him on the road. I, I think Phil McCavity from our review episode might he was a connoisseur when it came to fine drinks he, he might have a, a thing or two to say about he that he was a whiskey one if I remember <laughs> we've got him listener right yes, see, thus, thus with the Dom Perignon finished the deputy PM retired to the lavatories, no doubt heavily burdened by his hefty intake of meat and spices. He was soon followed by the Chancellor, who left the group to search the drawing room for desserts. It was in their absence that we heard the sound every world leader prays he never hears, a shrill, piercing sound that in this instance marked the beginning of what has come to be known as the murders at number 10. Good grief! What is that? What? Why, that's the warning alarm for a catastrophic event. We call it the catastrophic event warning alarm. Oh, my. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Oh, I'm making a right racket. Get me stuff on these toes there. <laughs> that will be my parliamentary aide calling to explain the situation. Put him on speaker, Lady Gardner. Certainly, Prime Minister. Yes, yes, we're, we're quite all right. Tell me, boy, what is going on here? We've received a credible threat of a chemical attack on number 10, Prime Minister. The, the Ministry of Defence had no choice but to initiate the ca- Catastrophic Reactionary Alarm Protocol, or CRAP for short. <laughs> no, 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 little joke. <laughs> C- crap? I, I'm not familiar with this protocol. What does a crap involve? The crap initiates the immediate lockdown of 10 Downing Street from out from the outside world until the veracity of the threat can be verified, Prime Minister. The building itself is further locked down into 15 sections so as to prevent the spread of any toxins from one part of the building to another, with each individual room recycling its own air supply. Uh, unfortunately, Prime Minister, this means that for now, you and your colleagues are confined to the cabinet room, the drawing room, and the lavatory in your section until the protocol is lifted. My dear boy, I have the five most senior politicians in the country in this room. How are we to respond to this threat and reassure the public if we are confined to these quarters? I, I, I understand, Prime Minister, but the MOD assures us that these precautions are necessary given the nature of the threat. They never deliver a crap like this, sir. <laughs> okay, Matthew, this, this is... Very mature from you. <laughs> Very mature display. I've had good, yeah. Maybe just have the whole bottle while you're down there. Yeah. <laughs> Very well. Let's hope that this inconvenience will only be brief. Indeed. Thank you for your-
your understanding, sir. I, I shall be in touch again when the protocol is lifted. Goodness me, what an unfortunate predicament we find ourselves in. One wonders if such forced enclosure really be necessary, Prime Minister. Is this aid of yours a sound judgment? He is, Lady Gardner. In fact, he is my most trusted of all my aides. And I have a lot of aides. An endless supply, one would imagine. Very well, as it appears we may be here for some time, it would be prudent for me to visit the lavatory if yourself and the Home Secretary will pardon my absence. Of course, my dear. Thank you, Prime Minister. Well, well, Herbert. Given the chain of command, had you decided to give this year's Curry House Challenge a miss and not been stuck in here with us, you'd be running the country right now. Probably for the best, Prime Minister. <laughs> not one for the lime like me. Sounds a bit like Maria Carey. Nah, just like to stick to me as Home Secretary. Gosh, you've got me on my toes yeah, You're going to have to start this. Okay, you've, butchered, you've butchered well, this paragraph. Try to read it. Again. Try Probably to read for the it. best. Probably for the best. I'm trying to think of Mary Poppins. Who is it? Who's the Cockney? Oh, it's in Dick that? Van Dyke. Dick isn't Van Dyke. Yeah, he has the world's most awful Cockney exactly. in that, doesn't he? But uh, probably for the best Prime Minister, not one for the lime like me. Sounds a bit like Maria Carey. No, you did oh, it again. It's hard. It's, it's hard. Sounds a bit Mariah Carey. Mariah. It's rhyming slang. Mariah oh. Carey. Scary. Oh. I don't know this patois, mate. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to learn. I need a dictionary. It's too early in the series for you to start, you know, throwing the toys out your pram. This is the role you've been given. Oh, dear. Come on. Sounds a bit... Probably for the best Prime Minister. <laughs> Not one for the lime like me. Sounds a bit like Mariah no, Carey. you did it again. Where's the word like coming from? Sounds a bit Mariah Carey. Nah, just like to stick to my work as home secretary. Like right boring geezer. Speaking of which, had there been any indication of an attack in recent weeks? I don't recall the threat level being raised at all. Nah, mate, nothing. Ken Dodd been on the radar. <laughs> Was just on the dog and bone with the Americans and all. No one seen or heard nothing. How strange. We usually collect at least some fragments of intelligence before a major... <laughs> My God, what was that? Good, let leave and cleef. That was Lady Gardner. The home Matthew looks very concerned oh. with this accent. <laughs> you better get used to it because he's going to be a pretty major player. I'm sweating a bit with the cockney, I have to say. <laughs> the home secretary and I ran from the cabinet room to the lavatory, a sprint so familiar after a curry house challenge, but on this occasion under very different circumstances. Upon arrival, we found Lady Gardner, trembling and white as a sheet, unable to muster a single word from her quivering lips. And as we glanced past her and into the lavatory, we understood why. For there on the toilet, trousers at the ankles and erotic magazine in hand, sat Deputy Prime Minister Dixon Cox, dead. He's... he's brown bread! Would seem so, Herbert. How could this happen? The man was a picture of health and at the peak of his form. He just won the challenge, for Christ's sake! Lady Gardner, did you see anything? Anything at all that could explain this? I... I found him just as he sits now, Prime Minister. But he doesn't have a scratch on him! And if he had come to a cardiac arrest or some similar life-threatening event, then surely he wouldn't have just sat there. He'd have at least managed to open the door. It's a bit Merlin's beard. Very weird indeed, Herbert. 
Could we move the body elsewhere, Prime Minister? It is not decorous for a man of distinction to rest in search and in such. Oh, God. I'm just I'm like going to typo up in here. This is the quality I get given. In search I'm going to be making a complaint. Oh, dear. They even, have, they even have the squiggly blue lines when it's grammatically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it is not decorous for a man of distinction to rest in such an undignified manner. Of, of course. Herbert, help me carry the old boy to the drawing room. We'll put him in the refuse chute. Lord, love a duck. Good thinking, Prime Minister. And so the Home Secretary and I carried the lifeless body of the Deputy Prime Minister to the drawing room. I'm very disappointed about this script, actually. What? Because what? it's had that little error in it. Yeah. And also, these are these are prestigious uh, <laughs> posts of our national government. The, these are, what, what was, and the, what was being their title? Bestained, the, the great offices of states. Lying in toilets, perished <laughs> upon toilets. Erotic magazine in oh. hand. Dear. Well, we've had enough scandals over the year from the uh, members of Parliament. I thinking about this a little bit. Thank you. This is this is probably quite quite mild compared to the reality uh, of lives at the know. Palace of Westminster. Say the truth. <laughs> the truth is the truth is more unbelievable than the fallacy. Exactly. And each man kills the things he loves. Oh, would you like to go into more detail? Let's move on. Okay, okay. <laughs> we won't go into your private life. <laughs> And so the Home Secretary and I carried the lifeless body of the Deputy Prime Minister to the drawing room as Lady Gardner went into the lavatory to compose herself. As we entered the room, the Chancellor, Baron Balls, did not so much as glance in our direction, so engrossed was he in his dessert of banoffee pie and a selection of sorbets. It was only as we let the good, Deputy... Good man. <laughs> well said. It was only as we let the Deputy PM's body tumble into the refuse chute that he looked up and addressed us on these most morbid developments. What the... what on earth was that? What are you two doing there? It is with regret, Chancellor, that I must inform you of the passing of our dear Deputy Prime Minister. Dixon? He's perished? I'm afraid so. I see. Yes, that is thoroughly regrettable. I suppose that his body then, that you were dropping, that his... Oh, there we go. I see your reading comprehension skills haven't improved over the break. I suppose that was his body then, that you were dropping into the refuse chute. Very good. A prudent course of action, Prime Minister. Indeed. Given the circumstances, we felt... Would you, either of you, object to my finishing his madras? (laughs) His... his... Uh, well, uh, of course not, Baron. Feel free. Lord above, could murder a bit of the Bill Murray in a tiddlywink. I'll go off with you, me old China. Uh, but very well, you both go on ahead. I'll make a call to my aide in the meantime to inform him of these morbid developments. Yes, Prime Minister. Very good. And do not hesitate to join us, should you fancy a bit of garlic nance. <laughs> Come now, Herbert Smells. <laughs> if we hurry, the madras may still be warm. Tickle my balls and call me a lady. <laughs> what does it even mean, Mick? Why have we put that in? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> call him a lady. Goodness me. Right, sir. Uh, now, where, where, where is that, uh... Where is that telephone? I, I swear it was here some... <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> Deary me. Yeah, yes, I, I remember it seeing by the banister. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh my, that one may have followed through a little. <laughs> Maybe prudent to... Uh, ah, there it is. Excellent. Now, let's hope he answers. Prime, 
Minister. I need to be quick here, boy. I can't afford to rouse any suspicion. Tell me, is there any chance that there may already be a chemical contamination in our section of the building? No, Prime Minister, none at all. That the local area has been scanned with science equipment up to a radius of half a mile. If this threat of a chemical attack is legitimate, then the aggressors have not yet struck. Uh, if I may, sir, why do you ask? Because the Deputy PM is dead, my boy. And I have my suspicions that his death was not a natural one. Dead? My word, but pr Prime Minister, the Deputy Prime Minister was alive and well when the lockdown was initiated. If you suspect he was murdered, then... Yes, my boy. Then the murderer bus must be one of my esteemed colleagues locked in here with me. Quite the mystery. Quite the Mick mystery. Is looking over at me Absol with a pensive face. Absolutely. He's looking smug with his writing, should his we, authorship. Should we have a little uh, a little mid-play discussion now? Well, I Do think you, I'm just going to top my glass you up. You top your glass up, but as Would you okay, like any? So, um, no, I actually barely touched mine. So engrossed have I been in, in your this, own writing. In my own you writing. You hear this, listener. <laughs> So, what we have here is a classic locked room mystery, Matthew. There is a murderer amongst them. I'd be keen, no, nay, eager to hear your early Eagans. musings of who it may be. I mean, I genuinely have no idea, because last time I think I got it wrong in one of the previous episodes. You did, you did. So I don't, uh, by total guess, Yeah. by accident, as it were, mm. I would say... The Cockney, but I have no okay. reasoning for that. Uh, is that because you're a bit of a snob, Matthew? No! Uh, <laughs> no! It's because I was hoping I didn't have to do the accent anymore. He'd get caught and then... <laughs> and then that's it. ...carted off yeah. and that'd be the end. Well, that's certainly an interesting theory. Uh, I think we should go on and see. Maybe something will change your mind or maybe it'll only be confirmed. Okay, so we're going on. So what's the next? Oh, it's you. Here we it's go. you next. It's you. With my suspicions confirmed, I placed the telephone back on the receiver and gave consideration to what few options availed me in this grisly affair. I could not afford to put my trust in either Baron Balls or the good Lady Cardiner, not on account of any well-founded suspicion of them, but purely based on their absence from the cabinet room at the time of the murder. Yet I did not find myself inclined to place my faith in the Home Secretary either, despite regaling me with his cockney charm whilst the Deputy PM met his fate elsewhere, there was something about his lacklustre performance in the Curry House Challenge that did not sit well with me and roused a sense of mistrust. Ah, uh, you see, I'm not the only one, you see. <laughs> In light of this, it was clear the best course of action would be for us to convene as a group and let not one individual out of our sights. If we knew nothing else about this murderer, it was that he acts covertly and would surely not strike if all eyes were there to witness him. With this reasoning in mind, I made my way to the lavatory to find Lady Gardner and escort her back to the cabinet room where the others would be feasting on the leftover curries. Once there, I knocked on the door. No response. I knocked again with a sense of urgency. Again, no response. With trepidation, I reached out a hand to the doorknob, slowly turning it to release the latch. And as I let the door's own weight slowly creak itself open, it revealed a ghastly sight. For there sat Lady Gardner. How rude. <laughs> It's quite uncalled for. <laughs> and even she, ghastlier. She can't be that bad. Even ghastlier. She too had perished. Ah! Ah! 
door van oh, 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 hold on. Oh, is the door open? Okay, hold on. What on earth are you howling about, Prime Minister? We're trying to find bits of poppadom under the tablecloth in here. <laughs> I'm sorry to disturb you, Chancellor, but my exclamation was warranted. You sounded like the trouble in strife, Prime Minister. <coughs> <coughs> Blimey, he stinks out here. All right, Dame Judy Dench. What's going on, Governor? I'm afraid, gentlemen, we have incurred another casualty. For our <laughs> beloved Foreign Secretary, Lady Gardner, has now also passed away in the lavatory. Would anyone object to my finishing her masala? <laughs> there will come a time for that, Baron. But that time is not the present. We have an increasingly troubling situation unfurling within these walls. And what once could be labelled an unfortunate but innocent loss of life is now looking like something more sinister and preordained. What are you saying here, boy? Are you honestly suggesting that... Yes, Baron Balls. I am proposing that our dear friends Dixon Cox and Lady Gardner were murdered. So, uh, are you uh, enjoying these names we oh, have uh, <laughs> in this play, Matthew? I may certainly am not. Thank you. <laughs> what's, what's, what's wrong I've with them? I've been quietly ignoring them. Although Lady Gardner, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to address that front on. Thank well, you. yes, because she's clearly a, a keen florist. Well, but what, what about the right honourable Dixon Cox? Well, I'm not, I'm not engaging. <laughs> I'm not engaging, listener, am I? We can't be engaging. No. We don't fuel this. What about and then Baron Balls? I, I don't know what it means. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's just yeah. his surname with his title. No. No. Anyway. Preposterous. Is it? Both individuals died without any bodily trauma, Baron, and both displayed no signs of panic or concern. Now, one such occurrence could be quickly dis- could be dismissed as a freak occurrence, but two in quick succession, you must concede that it is highly suspicious. This is absurd. Really? And what of the threat of a chemical attack? The very reason we're locked in here. Is that merely coincidental and also no cause for alarm? Now, listen here, boy. I've had a light bulb lodged up my anus. What? <laughs> Uh, what? Are you saying I just have to... I was thinking... Oh, I apologise for that, listener. It got me as well. You said it was such gusto. Well, I was trying to get through the words. For 17 years. Now that's a cause for alarm. The slightest wrong move and it will shatter. Yet it is a burden I have carried with dignity and aplomb. An approach I suggest you take during this unfortunate but frankly unremarkable predicament. Now, if you could be so kind as to remove Lady Carmichael's body from oh. the lavatory. Oh, what have I done there? <laughs> I think he means Gardner. Lady Gardner. Lady Carmichael was We've a, had a, a favourite from a previous oh, episode. So that's quite an extraordinary uh, situation with the, the light. The light. You've got <laughs> One, my mind wondering. I feel that. like we're going to need to hear Baron Balls' backstory to explain that little incident. I've got a terrible mental image. <laughs> Sitting, can you imagine? I'm sitting here on the end of... Can, can you imagine going to the hospital and getting the x-ray? I'm sitting, and the doctor puts it up. I'm sitting here on the edge of my stool myself. Your radiation would probably light the bulb up. With great fragility. With that in mind. Now, if you could be so kind as to remove Lady Gardner's body from the lavatory, I should be grateful. It is time for me to relieve myself of the spoils of our curry house competition. No, Baron, don't you see? None of us can go in there. I've been touching cloth for an hour now. But don't, oh. <laughs> don't, 
but don't dare go to that room. Unacceptable. For, for each one among us who has done has perished. Bear me your superstition, Prime Minister, and remove her body. I refuse. You mustn't go in there, Baron. Blimey, enough said. I'll help you, Baron. You take the noddy alders, I'll take the scotch eggs, and mind the bristles, you cheeky oon. There you go, on your bite, Baron. Baron Balls, I implore you not to go in there. No idea you... what just happened. <laughs> Absolutely not. Do you want me I to just translate? see the word grunting, so I do some grunting, that's all. Okay, I'll help. Uh, you take the noddy holders, that's you take the shoulders. Oh. This is Cockney rhyming slang, by the way, for I the asked, uninitiated. I asked the team for dictionary at the beginning, didn't uh, I? You did, you didn't get it. I didn't um, get one. I'll take the scotch eggs, the legs, mm. the legs, and mind the bristles. Uh, bristols are our Bristol cities, her... I'll leave that one for you to conclude yourself. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your cheeky hoon. I don't actually remember what hoon is, but I have it on good authority that that is an authentic Cockney for a turn of phrase. Okay. Anyway. Well, we'll take your word. Ba- ba- Baron Balls, I implore you not to go in there. You shan't come out alive. If you are so concerned, my boy, then why don't you and Herbert stand out and watch outside the door? As you can see, there is no one else in this lavatory. Should there be some malevolent assailant here wishing ill will towards me, then you shall see him out in the corridor before anyone else does. But, but Baron, I don't believe that's how... No need to Fred McCurry, Prime Minister. The Baron will be right as rain, he will. I certainly hope so, Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) See? Just going about his business. Yes. Yes, but but perhaps you're right. Of course I am, Governor. (laughs) Maybe I did go a little overboard there. Let my emotions get the better of me. It's probably a perfectly reasonable explanation. That's Isle of Wight. Perfectly reasonable, Prime Minister. <laughs> Perhaps I should go in after him. I'm turtling as we speak. But <sighs> quite the struggle to hold... Baron? But Baron? What? Why have you stopped? You ate much more than that, Baron. But Baron! Say something, Baron! Wrong button. There. <laughs> but the Baron did not respond. I looked to Herbert and noted his nonchalant optimism had been replaced with a steely visage, the gravity of the Baron's silence stirring him from his sanguine slumber. I broke the Home Secretary's gaze and reached for the door handle, a now familiar and foreboding ritual, and opened it to reveal the Baron, a titan of British politics and celebrated exotic dancer, had perished. <laughs> Holy Tom Tit! Why didn't he listen? He, we was here to old Harry Lyme, Prime Minister. Ain't nothing could have got in, got him in there. I don't believe we are dealing with a crude murderer here, Herbert. His methods are much more sophisticated, much more nuanced than you give him. <laughs> the cabinet phone. Thank heavens. That must be my aid. If good fortune is looking upon us, then perhaps this wretched quarantine we find ourselves in has been lifted. Quickly, Herbert, we must find out. And so the Home Secretary and I ran to the cabinet room with a renewed hope that our ordeal may soon come to an end. But upon answering the telephone, it was not my aide who greeted, greeted me. No, on the other end of the line was one of the last individuals I expected to hear from. 
but as it would transpire, he was precisely the individual I needed to hear from. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm just reading the script. <laughs> I've put my Prosecco down. Time for a blast from the past. And it says President Willie Stroker, mm. who was in last season. He was in uh, the Mars Poop. The Mars Poop, episode three. Yeah, the shit on Mars. Oh. <laughs> no, episode two, episode, episode two. two. I can't even remember correctly. No. I'm trying to think of my accent. You, oh, you can do that. American. It was, uh, it was American. Ge- pretty generic, really, yeah. Pretty generic? <laughs> it was nuanced, thank you very much. Nuanced. There was a, fi- a refinement it there. Was, it was about There's... as nuanced as this Cockney accent. Thank you this very is, much. You were saying Dick Van Dyke had the most famously awful Cockney oh. accent. I think you're giving a run for the money here. Well, really, really <laughs> straight had a perfectly nuanced ha- Harvard twang to his. And to be fair, Willie Stroker is quite hard. He had it no, to Harvard, imitate. Harvard. He had it he had it he had a refined that, that one brushed over Matthew's head, listener. He had a fine de- <laughs> East Coast element to it, right? Okay. okay, you go. Prime Minister, this is President Willie Stroker of the United States of America. Pre- President Stroker? What on Sorry, do, do forgive me, President. I'm just a little surprised to hear your voice. I was expecting my parliamentary aide to be on the line. And not to worry, Prime Minister. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that we're all rooting for you folks back here in the White House. If y'all need any assistance in dealing with this cowardly threat of a chemical attack, please don't hesitate to ask. Your offer is much appreciated, President Stroker. We were just finishing our great offices of state curry house challenge when the threat was relayed to... <laughs> We ourselves just had our chief of staff's challenge. Uh, the situation room became so pungent, we had to undergo a level four evacuation. An evacuation? You betcha. Secretary Eugene Brownstains <laughs> is in decontamination as we speak. But, my, my God, that's it. Oh, whoa, whoa, what's that, Pr- Prime Minister? F- forgive me, Willie. I need to go. We shall speak soon, and thank you, thank you! Thank you for, uh... Herbert! Herbert! I've got it! I've made sense of it all! What's that, geezer? I've had enough banana-rama for one day. I was wrong all along. There is no murderer, Herbert. There isn't. Of course there isn't, Prime Minister. It's a load of old flowers and frolics. Now, why don't you go on round the Jack Warner and go relieve yourself, have a nice big brace and bit? But that's just... That can't be right. (laughs) Is that real? I think so. You made these up. (laughs) You Googled it. Why? What do you think a brace and bit is? Well, I was thinking... uh, uh, Maybe a sit? A uh, sit down? Yeah, sit down. A sit down, yeah. No, I I believe that sort of thing. Well, what what were you thinking? A brace and bit and a sit. Yeah, yeah, well said. A cup of tea. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Apples and pear. Yeah, the trouble in strive yeah those are the two i know <laughs> but that's just it herbert that is what cost our dear colleagues their lives when the crap protocol was initiated my aide told me that each room would recirculate its own air supply to prevent a foreign contamination but not one of us considered the ramifications of this measure for a group who had just partaken in a curry house challenge you what think about it herbert one goes into a small and sealed lavatory releases the countless cubic feet of toxic gases that only a curry house challenge can generate 
and the recycling of the air means not one ounce of it escapes. It simply builds and builds until it consumes the entire room, and the poor, unsuspecting occupant amongst it all is gassed and suffocated fatally before they even realise something is awry. Well, I don't know, Bear. I assure you, Herb, but that's it. As long as we don't use the lavatory and instead contain our waste, we shall make it out of this horrendous situation alive. Well then, Prime Minister, if you won't go down the toilet, then I guess we is going to have to do this the hard way. Excuse me? You're not Pete Tong, Prime Minister. That is how our colleagues pop their clogs, but you is most definitely wrong to say they was not murdered. I I don't understand. Of course you don't. You people are thick as planks. What is this? Explain yourself, Prime Prime Minister, you really don't have a Scooby-Doo. Well, let me tell it for you. It was little old me that made the threat of a chemical attack, made it sure it was delivered right when we was finishing up our curry house challenge, I did. See, I knew all about the crap protocol, so I knew that each of you James Blunts (laughs) would suffocate and die when you used the cat and dog. It was just a matter of making of, of waiting. waiting for you each to fall for it, and then I'd be the only one left to become Prime Minister. Y- you scheming swine! So that's why you ate so little during the challenge. You didn't want to find yourself needing to use that Very toilet. good, Prime Minister. Not as daft as you look. But but I don't understand. Why would you do this? Why would an honest Cockney lad <laughs> commit such treachery? <laughs> <laughs> because, Prime Minister, your beloved Herbert smells. He's not really a Cockney at all. I am, in fact, Jarman. <laughs> Mick, I've, I've been vindicated yeah. on so many different levels. <laughs> Firstly, no wonder he had a terrible Cockney accent. Because he's a German, yeah. And secondly, I knew he was the bad guy. You were right. Was he was right. up to no good. Oh, You've actually really... cracked it. I mean, I don't know what accolade this is. Maybe well, it just means that I'm getting used to these horrendous, <laughs> outrageous scripts. And I do object to some of the diction used. Such However, as what? Well, I'm, we're not going into detail. I, but there I, was I a, think we should go into great detail. There was a James Blunt reference there, <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure what that was referring to. James, well, that would be rhyming slang for... Um, a punt? A punt, yes. Yeah, a Perhaps punt. A, yeah. a punt down the a river. Pu- exactly. It's Probably nonsense. like some Oxonian must have come up with that one. In any case. Anyway, this is the chilling finale, Matthew. I hope you're ready to be chilled. Embracing myself. To your core. I shall be leaving soon. <laughs> it all made sense. There was always something a bit different about Herbert when compared to the rest of my colleagues but I'd never been quite able to put my finger on it. So superlative was the imitation of a noble British politician that he had performed. But I was not given long to ponder this revelation, as the individual before me continued with his oration, only now in a most peculiar accent, as if German, but with hints of Peruvian. And as he spoke, he brandished a razor-sharp, seven-inch butcher's knife. Ich bin ein Idiot, der nicht so talentiert ist wie mein hübscher Freund Mick. Ich spiele gern mit mir. Manchmal lüge ich im Garten meines Nachbarn und behaupte, ich sei eine Karotte. 
That was really good. Do you speak German? No. No. Oh. (laughs) But I do know one phrase in German. Oh, go on. I used it from my German oral exam. Oh, what kind of exam was that? It was beginner's German. (laughs) Yeah. And it was... Ich würde so gar so weit gehen zu sagen, dass ich möchte ein Gesangslehrer sein. Which means, oh nice. yeah, it's a very complicated sounding yeah. phrase. And my German, the German fans will correct me on this. Of, course, I, of I, which there are many. Of which there are thousands. Oh, yes. But I do think that it means, I would even go as far as to say that I'd like to be a singing teacher. Oh, and that's the only word. That's the only phrase I know, other than my name is my name is Matthew. Okay. That's all I know. Other right. Things. Well, it's probably a good thing because I'm going to yeah. leave it to our German fans yeah. to uh, enjoy that little I paragraph. Translated it word from word. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that little paragraph. Uh, our German-speaking listeners will be will be having a giggle to themselves, Matthew. Right. What are you saying? I don't speak German. Of course you don't. You're British. I said. And- Christian. Sound a bit French. Oh, is that too French? Yeah. To put it simply, Prime Minister. Oh God, how do you do German? German. Oh, I don't, don't look at me. German is like. Ich würde, uh, to put it to simply, put sim- oh, Prime Minister, <laughs> our people have been infiltrating every level of your government. Oh, it's a bit French. It's okay. Oh, Just damn. go with it. For many years, <laughs> always the intention of seizing control of your country and making one of our own its Prime Minister. But that will not be possible as long as you are still living. And I can only see one solution to this problem. I shall have to kill you myself with this knife. You you stay away from me. Uh, I'm warning you. Take one step towards me with that weapon and I shall unburden myself and shit all over the floor. (laughs) (laughs) That is horrible. Why on earth would he do that? You wouldn't dare. Oh, yes, I would. You've seen me do it before. When? When? <laughs> when would you have done it before? <laughs> well, well, as I said earlier, we don't know what happens behind the oh, closed doors of Downing Street. <laughs> I'm having palpitations. Oh, yes, I would. You've seen me do it before. And doing it here and now will ensure that even if you do kill me with that knife, it will only be a matter of time before you yourself suffocate in this room. This is like and the skunk man, old <laughs> coming And join back. me in death. The German said nothing, deep in thought. He had not anticipated this outcome, which would scupper his intention to walk out of the lockdown as Prime Minister. Such was the brilliance of my plan to shit my pants. Oh. <laughs> We don't need it spelling out, do we? I think we do. (laughs) It was over for him. He knew he had failed, but there are few more formidable threats in life than a man with nothing to lose. As we see with Matthew turning up here every week. (laughs) And so in a final act of desperation, he ran towards me, weapon in hand and ejaculating loudly. What's wrong with that? I need and and Ejac- to ejaculate means to like to, to shout. shout. Well, yeah. I don't know whether that's quite what Please you meant. Take but... your your dirty mind elsewhere, mate. Ejaculating loudly, and thus there followed a deadly tussle. Prime Minister. Uh, Prime I, mean, Minister. I, guess I think that is the scene that sealed the BAFTA, Matthew, oh. for this year. We got cruelly overlooked in the last letters. <laughs> Keeping a low profile yes. on this from now on. <laughs> right, go ahead. I can't believe that I have to do this to earn my spaghetti hoops on <laughs> yeah. toast. It's outrageous. Prime Minister? Prime Minister, can you hear me? Whoa. What's, what? What? 
What's happening? You, you succumbed to the gases from your excrement, Prime Minister. Uh, but the crap protocol has been lifted, sir. The lockdown is over, and not a moment too soon, and any longer, and you wouldn't surely not have made it. Uh, Herbert, uh, Herbert, but my boy, the Home Secretary, he's not who he says he uh, is. We, we know, fu- Prime Minister. We saw and heard the whole thing on our monitors. Then you must search for him. He is dangerous. He is planning... Uh, well, Prime Minister, look to your left. What? What? What's that? Ah... And then it came back to me. Herbert, or rather the German, had made for me with the knife, and so I had shit myself just as I had said. And Mick's also grammatically incorrect. It'd be shat, Mick. (laughs) It's the past tense. I don't believe uh, there's an entry in the Oxford uh, Grammatical Dictionary about the the past participle of to shit. But it's not, it's so I had as well. Yeah, the point I'm making is I don't think it's an official verb. Had is the pluperfect, isn't it? So Uh, it would be I had... Yeah, indeed. So it would be I had shat. I had... See? (laughs) And this is what we have to put up with. How do you know it would have been shat? Who makes that rule up? so I had shat myself. Who makes that rule up? Well, you write in, listeners, but you know I'm right. Oh, well... The grammatical things we have here. It's outrageous. Come on, we're wrapping things up here. Abuse of the pluperfect. Shit myself just as I had threatened to... In the messy struggle that followed, we had grappled and clawed at each other until, somehow, I had managed to turn the knife on him and gutted him with it. He died before my eyes, but not before unleashing the contents of his own bowels through his sizable wound, submerging me in partially digested masala. He must have took solace with his dying breath in the thought that I would perish on account of the gases. And indeed, I did lose consciousness. However, one must never underestimate a British man's tolerance of toxic curries. I dispute that. (laughs) And on this occasion, it was that very tolerance, incubated and nurtured by years of competition, that had maintained my vital organs until the end of the lockdown, that had saved a great nation's prime minister, and indeed, that had ensured that the country's government would not be seized by a foreign force as a result of the murders at number 10. I am exhausted. Well, I'm pleased that I'm throwing this down. I've lost my fitness. That was... <sighs> I'm, 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 I am bedrenched. As we dre- I, would dre- be. I am very damp. In uh, my shirt's ruined. It is ruined. I'm you, going to have to have. You, the- you're benippled. I'm okay. ga- am I? <laughs> I'm going to have to have the gusset replaced. You will on my on my on my breeches. <laughs> so Matthew. The oh. murders at number ten. I was very disappointed. I, I told you, I told you it'd become more highbrow, set- didn't I? No, it wasn't highbrow. <laughs> we had we had members of government. We had a foreign interference. Oh, I think the themes are worse than last series. What? I do. No, it I was. Do. It was. Ha- it was more in your face, wasn't it? Uh, well, yes, it was. But it wasn't uh, it a good mystery. Well, it can't have been that great. Actually, you guessed it pretty much straight away. Well, I was vindicated. You though. were vindicated. But you- I didn't. I didn't get the Germanic mm. twist. The Teutonic twist. That was. I, that was quite the twist yeah but you don't seem in fraud oh, particularly well, I'm, by ex- the- I'm, ex- I'm sopping I'm exhausted <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I do it I don't well, know why I do it I don't know why you're back here either oh, would you like to know next week's play's title then oh. with that you know you seem like you need now to pick me up now he raises it so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get whacked again <laughs> with the next one <laughs> right well, go okay. on then what's next if I turn up if, t- if Matthew turns up the name of next week's play is Berlin, 84.
Yeah, yeah oh. you've over poured. Oh. You feel like you're spilling I'm all over the carpet. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm spilling <sighs> on the electricals. I'm sorry. I should electrocute myself. Matthew's foamed himself. If, I'm, like, if I'm barbecued, listeners, <laughs> you can write in. And what can you write in? Do Mysterious Mysteries at Outlook.com. Uh, but I'm, that is something that we're going to oh, later. Yeah, I want to talk about Berlin, Berlin 84. 84. What are your thoughts? What's that going to dip into? I'm trying to think. So that what. 89 was when the Berlin Wall came down. I believe so, so with uh, David Hasselhoff singing, so, eulogising. Is that true? That's true, he was there. So 80, I'm not making that up. So Berlin was, I guess, split between communist Russia indeed. and the, the West, slash the, the coalition. West, yeah. indeed. Um, I have no idea, so maybe it's going to be something to do with Bye. Oh, very good. East, West, very good, bye. very good. I'm not going to go into any detail, but you've, uh, you are, your finger is on your temple as it's always, not, Matthew. Is, but my, my, my veins are bulging. They, and I'm just <laughs> thinking, what could it be? Spies or maybe east to west or west to east? I think we'd have east you're, you're, to you're west. You're doing well, so I would go out on a high while while you still can. I'm thinking east to west spying. East to west spying. Okay, okay. Well, well, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, if I make it. If you make it. Well, yeah, Matthew, as you said, if uh, our audience have it, uh, now, I guess they're uh, exalting that we're back, that Series 2 is how here. How they shall be thrilled. How they shall be thrilled. And how we thrill. And they can thrill us. <laughs> well, right. How can <laughs> I don't know where I'm Speak going for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure they'll want to get in touch, won't they, to tell us what they think. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold your breath, mate. Well, probably not. But we should probably give them the rundown. Why yeah. didn't you tell them the Twitter, Matthew? So if, Oh, <laughs> oh dear. The Twitter... Okay, I was very good for the review episode. You were, you got everything right, so you can only go downhill here. At Podcast Mystery. Yes, yes, yes I actually yes, forgot to say that is correct. I think there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Facebook? Uh, at Mysterious Mysteries Podcast. Correct. Uh, Instagram. Instagram at Mysterious Mysteries Podcast. Correct. Correct. And the email address Mysterious is Mysteries at Outlook.com. So you get in touch, sisters. Do you, you want to get in touch? Although there are certain people who are barred, aren't they? As we discussed in this series, yeah, Phil McCavity. Phil McCavity, not no. allowed. Um, the- Jurgen Bonk, he's, 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 off, he's on the block list as well. I've had the admin team horsewhipped for those. <laughs> what about Richard Blower? Is he okay to. I, I think he was the whiskey man, wasn't he? No, Richard Blower was the guy who performs the test of the text no, signs of life. Well, he's definitely gone, I think. He's blocked. Okay, he's blocked us. The rest of you, though, we're, we're, it's all good. Well, 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 there we have it. That was episode one. Do you want to say how to say anything, Matthew? Any disclaimers before we go? I just, I just like to say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want to continue, tune in next week for Berlin 84. Mystery.